This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live.
So again, wonderful, wonderful friends, great big good morning. It's great to have you here today. Great to be able to join with you in, the, in, this, in this worship service today. And, and today we're going to start taking a look at angels. What, what, what do angels look like? How do they work in our lives? And, and it's, it's, you know, I was thinking about churches, and churches kind of have native tongues. You know, whatever church you're raised in, there's, there's a native tongue to it that we're just used to the certain language. And, and angels are clearly part of the Christian tradition, clearly part of the new church Christian tradition. And boy, there's a lot here that's good stuff. A lot here that's good stuff. So what I want to do is, is I, I want to tell you, you know, the whole series, five points, I want to, want to kind of leave you by the end of it where you kind of see life in a magical way. Where you see life as wonderfully enchanted and beautiful. And I also hope that you just have some, some ways of holding life, maybe in, maybe in a different way. We're going to start today by taking a look at a, at a beautiful passage. This is from the New Testament. This is from Paul, talking kind of about the span of life, angels, and all that stuff. I'm going to read that for you, and then we're going to actually talk about a question here in-house. This is from 2 Corinthians 5. Now, we know that if the earthly tent, in other words, our bodies we live in is destroyed, or you could even translate that folded. We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. And I think that's that ache we were talking about last week. You know, that ache when we just see the world not the way we think it could be. For while we are in this tent, in this body, in this life, we groan in our burden, because we do not wish to be unclothed, to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. I love that line. That idea that what is mortal, what is finite, may be swallowed up by life. By life. Beautiful stuff. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from God. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we were at home in the body or away from it. Some beautiful passages there. And and here's a different translation of it that I really enjoy, taking a look at the slide up here. Oh, can we get the one right before that? Oh, I totally missed a slide. Sorry. That idea that, that, that... you know, that we, we have these connections with angels and the idea that, that you know there are angels because you've actually have lived with them. You know there are angels because we've actually lived with them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come out there in the audience and we're actually going to look at this question. What angels have you known? Because I, I don't want us holding like the angel thing, angels in heaven, it's like it's way out there and like, oh, we just, I, it's inaccessible. It's something either we believe or we don't believe. I, what I want to do is I want you to like think for a minute, who's an angel you've known? All right? So let's all take a big breath. Think back to an angel you've known. All right, I guarantee you got some. And then we're asking to ask for a couple of people to raise their hand if you want to say, yeah, you know, I remember this, that, or the other person. Like, say their name and what you found was angelic about them. All right? So please raise your hand and I will be around. Who's brave? Here we go. Excellent. Oh, I turn everything. Yes. 
Hi. Um, my angel is Ella here. She's my little sister through the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Um, we've been together for about three years now, and uh, she's honestly changed my life for the better. She's always super happy, super sweet. Um, whenever I'm having a bad day, she always just manages to turn it around. Um, and she's just kind of one of the reasons to... Honestly, get out of bed every day. That's sometimes, really good. you know, That's really so, good. like sometimes on a lazy Sunday, like today, I might sleep until two o'clock. But no, it's like I gotta go out and get Ella and have a good time with her. So that's beautiful, beautiful. You totally ruined the punchline for the whole service, but that's really good. That's really good. What are some other ones, folks, who also like to share? Mine isn't just one, but the tons and tons of people that rallied around us when Kane was diagnosed and selflessly just like drop stuff off at our house and gift baskets and gift cards to things and food and all of that over a year span oh. or year and a half. But now was, was there one in particular, one particular thing that showed up at like the exact right moment? It might have been a little tiny thing like an umbrella. I don't know, but a little tiny thing that showed up at the exact right moment. I think it was... Ellen Herter had put together a bag of stuff with little individually wrapped gifts for our kids to just open when they felt like they needed to open something. Mm. And it was really sweet. A, ho a whole huge bag of probably 15 things for each kid. It was really awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. Give a round of applause, please, folks. Yeah, oh, one more in the back. All right. Excuse me, boys. All these teenagers are looking terrified as the pastor runs towards them with a, with a microphone. Uh, to me, my angel probably has to be my cousin that died a few years ago. Um, she was an angel to me because I felt like she could do nothing wrong. And when she passed away, it just was like, she's just watching over me now. That's good. And she's just watching over me, blessing me every day and making sure I'm okay. That's good. Snacks, that's part three of the series. All right. And what's her name? Give us her name. Uh, Tawana. Tawana. Great. Give them a round of applause there, folks. So one of the things I want to come back to again and again and again, and this is so important, so important, so important. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. I'm repeating myself so I can get back to the stage. It's, it's this idea. The idea, again, that in Hebrew, angel means messenger. And, and that's why I don't want you to hold it as, as kind of out there, you know, somewhere far detached. It's, it's not. We're going to look at a quote here from New Church Theology next. And, and it's, it's not, again, don't hold it out there. Like, like, yet that we experience this all the time. And that's what Paul's talking about. Like, like when, our, when our natural tent gets folded, we get swallowed up by life. There's something to think about. When our natural tent gets folded, we get swallowed up by life. Now, here's the, the new church concept around it on this next quote. A person's life from infancy to old age is nothing else than the journey from the world towards heaven. 
So, and you guys have heard me say this before, but we have a lot of first-time people here, so I'll say it again. It's not that we are natural beings and we get to have a spiritual experience, is very well known and said a lot, is we're spiritual people who are having a natural experience. And there's this beautiful return to first, beautiful new church concept, a return to first that happens. And I just want to walk through that in general. And, 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 and today, like, it's really about getting sort of a, a survey. Like, yeah, let's just talk about this in general so that so we can start to get a sense of how this might, how the angel thing kind of works. Well, yesterday I was blessed to be part of this. Baptism, highly recommended. Beautiful little baptism of little beautiful Maggie Rose. I, I can't put words to what happens in these baptisms. Now, we have five kids, so I know as a pastor, you have exactly three minutes to baptize the baby before they start crying, but it doesn't matter. Those three minutes are beautiful. Because all of a sudden, we just get so clear on, on what life is all about. And it's amazing how much a baby changes everything. For those of you who feel like babies are, are powerless, they're not. Put them in a group of people and watch the whole group of people like orbit around them. That's how it happens. That's where you get the statement, you wake them, you take them. Those of us who've had kids remember that, right? The whole house like orbits around the kid. Well, that's because that kid is connected to heaven in a very amazing way. That inner self. See, listen carefully to this. That inmost, that inner self, is just underneath the surface with an infant. Just underneath the surface. And, and it doesn't take much to see it. We cloud it over later on in life, but it's always there. Every one of you in here today still has it. And, and it's just interesting to watch, like, where you get reminded of this. I, you know, what just popped into my head was a beautiful story from years and years ago when, when one of our kids was really little. I'd had a really bad day. I was, this is when I was teaching up in the Poconos. I sat down on the stairs and just like, oh. And our little daughter, probably about three or four, came up to me. She said, Daddy, even when you're far away, your angels are nearby. Like, wow. That's that infancy time. And then life, of course, goes on. And we go on to that time where we, where we grow up and we start to play and all those things. So, so, that, so that angel self that starts here is that, that deep inmost that we never lose. All of a sudden, it starts getting add-ons to it. Those add-ons from moments like this, you know, old New Church theology would call it remains, which is, frankly, a really bad word. You know, <laughs> remains. I don't like that word. It's, it's, it's really these, these gifts of childhood. Do you remember what it was like as a kid to smell the woods? What was your favorite pet growing up? What person, teacher, coach, family member, when you were little, really saw you? And to this day, when you think of them, or you see them, you feel home. 
That's the part two. So we have this inmost and we walk through our life experience and these beautiful add-ons happen as we're growing up. And that doesn't mean that there's not pain and trauma as well. There is. There is. But every one of us here has a memory back to at least a handful of moments like that. And again, those connect us to the inmost, connect us up to heaven. And then we get to this part. This part, you know, was interesting today over at the New Church Live office, and this is where I think God is such a show-off, is that, you know, I'm over at the New Church Live office. The woman on the left, her and her husband raised six children in that office. You know, that was their house. And so she's nine, she's well into her 90s now, and she does a loop around the office for her exercise on occasion. So I went out to say hi to her this morning right before church. I said, Sylvia, how are you doing? She got this big smile, and she goes, Chuck, the angels are everywhere this morning. That's really good. And I said, by the way, I'm preaching on angels today, so that's highly appropriate. Like, like that connection, folks, and, and that's that return back to first. That's that time where we return back to who we actually are. And we're going to start getting ready for the next song, the middle song here. And, it, and I want you kind of thinking about that process going through how that process moves. And, and, and of course, of course there's interruptions on the way. You may be here where you're feeling like life has been interrupted, and that's okay. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong if, if we can't quite attach into it. It just means this is the big picture of what's going on. And friends, it's all about returning you to who you truly are. It's all about returning you to who you truly are. I mean, that's, that's the gift. Big brother, big sister, uh, little gifts left, a, a cousin, like, like all of that. I think they, they would all be talking to us about returning us to who we truly are. That place of you that is actually free. Now, Bree is going to be singing to that place here. So I want you to listen to it. Listen to this song. Listen to it with your whole body. So I want to get us ready for this song. Real simple. Let's just take another big breath. And I want the words of this song to wash over you. To speak to that soul. To speak to that inmost. To those memories. And to that great wisdom. That God is seeking for all of us to uncover something we already have that he wants to breathe life into in brand new ways. So folks, you know, that belief, that, that, that true seeing, I'm going to step over here for a sec. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's connect that in with angels. Let's connect that in with life. And I don't think I'm going to be telling you anything you don't already know in your soul. You know, I think, I imagine, you know, when we pass on, when we wake up, and that doesn't matter at what age, from infancy through old age, you know, we're surrounded by an incredible love, swallowed by life, surrounded and held by love. What is, what is a deep passing on this part is a beautiful reunion on the other side.
We get to experience that and, and, and that part of life. And then, and then what happens? What happens as we move on, you know, as, as we're gently awoken to something new and come more and more to who we actually are into greater and greater light? We, stop to, we start to step forward into, into our best selves. And, and, and part of that, you know, and this is kind of a funny one, you know, is a, is a, is a life review. You know, we, that's where people talk about my life flashed before my eyes. And I, I heard one pastor, and I don't, I wouldn't, I, I would slightly disagree with this. He said, yeah, it's like they're going to put all your mistakes up on a big screen TV. No, I don't think that's how it's going to happen. I, I think what it is, is I think those things that have been bothering us throughout our lives, the fears, the anxieties, the worries, the compulsions, the addictions, we finally get to see them for what they are. The lies that were underneath them. And we finally get to do the work of really letting them go. There is a part of you that is free already. And that part gets freed even more in the next life. And it's not just about like looking, I think, when our life passes before eyes. It's not just about looking at, looking at, at, at you know, the, the challenges. I, I think it's mostly looking about the beauty. It's looking about all the connections we had in life, all the little this and the little that, and the, the person who just showed up at the exact right time with the exact right thing, and God's going like, yeah, that was on purpose. Like, I think a lot of us can, can see, of, see in life, let's try this on. I think a lot of us can see in life, yeah, there's, there's maybe like three or four moments where I really saw it. Like all of a sudden, like this little weird happenstance happened and I'm like, oh, that's God. That was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Heaven, I think, is when we look back at our life and we realize every good moment was that. Every good moment was that not just the four or five that come to our memory, that those connections, those ripples, they go out. And then as we sit here in the light and we learn more and more and more, what is it that grows? Well, this is a beautiful thing, I think, in terms of what grows. What was their best intention? So, so if you think of someone who's passed on, think about what their best intention was. Now notice, I didn't say the word, the A word there, not what was their best action. I said, what was their best intention? How many of us have made a few mistakes already this morning? I, I don't think, I don't think God gets terribly enamored with like, well, yeah, but look at this action. You know, I, we, we make mistakes all the time. Has anyone in here ever had something come out of their mouth sideways? You know, yes, absolutely. It comes out sideways all the time. We try to say something really nice and we just, we just can't. I mean, I was, I was thinking back, you know, to, to high school and, and again, thank goodness you can forgive your parents later on in life, you know, and I, I played football and it's my senior year and it's the homecoming game and we come to the end of the homecoming game and mom's all excited. The, the first football game she's seen me watch and she comes up to me afterwards and she goes, where did you play? You know, and, and, and just knowing that, yeah, it just comes out sideways, you know, but, but the intention behind it is beautiful. 
The intention behind it is beautiful. So that best intention is what grows and grows and grows through all time. And now this next slide. We come more and more into a specific thing that we can do. A specific thing that is our gift to give. Each one of you folks, every single one of you here, has a unique gift that is only yours to give. I cannot do what Bree just did. That's her gift for today. And I've got my gift for today, and each of you has your gift for today. And heaven is about this beautiful unity, not uniformity. It's not like everybody there is the same. It's it's where we all get to collect and we bring our own gifts. I mean, that's so much like, like that's the part of church that sometimes just leaves me like gobsmacked because it's, it's beautiful to see. We had the dad's group meeting this week and seeing these men sitting around this table sharing about life and there's an electrician, an accountant, an attorney, uh, a silly pastor. Like there's, there's, there's all these people, and it's an incredible unity, but it's not uniformity. Somehow the sum there, the sum there is, is greater than the parts. The sum there is greater than the parts. Again, an aside, I think so important, is, is to remember, folks, like, we get to experience parts of that here. We get to experience parts of that now. You know, heaven is not always a then and there. Many times it is an absolute here and now. And then what we do is we get to hit the elevator. We find more and more an art of homecoming, where we come more and more into who we actually truly are. New Church, we believe, and it's just, it's, it's simple little theological geekdom, but it's kind of fun to talk about. You know, we believe that there's, there's different kinds of people and, and different basic orientations. You know, you think of three levels of heaven, celestial, spiritual, natural. And you think at the very top of the pyramid, those are the people who have totally given themselves over to love. Totally have managed that. And that's their job. The next group, the next group down is a group that's totally given themselves over to service. They've given themselves over to serving people as best they can. And the last group is a group that's really good about keeping everything in order. I kind of think of doctors, nurses, cops. And you think, which, which one of those do you fit into? And folks, it's not that it's like a, a hierarchy, like here are the best ones and here are the worst ones. It's, it's that idea of like there, there's this interdependency of all this, that all the gifts are important, that all the gifts matter, that all the gifts move this endeavor forward. And our job is to just figure out what home feels like. Figure out how that, how that works for you. 
and not to feel like I have to strive to be something that I'm not. No, no, please listen. It's not about striving for what you're not. It's about being open to who you are. Not striving for what you're not. Being open to who you are. I'm going to step back over here now. As we move forward with that, folks, there's incredible beauty in that. And I, and I think, like, as, as we grow, it, it ends up with us being humbled more and more. Like, it's just it's this deeply humbling experience because we realize that our lives are set up to get us home. I want to say that again. Your life is set up to get you home. Are there going to be a few detours, yes or no? Yes. There are going to be a few detours. There's going to be a few bumps on the way. But the story's good. So we continue that movement and that humility. Here's a great New Yorker cartoon talking about a large halo. The angel with the large halo says, ironically, it's for being so humble. I like that. That idea of humility is so incredibly important. And that idea that we work here as best we can to reflect that. It's, it's where I get stuck as a pastor. Community, living it as best we can, is critically important. And I never want to guilt people around that. But I want to charge you with the responsibility to build it. And I want to charge myself with the responsibility to build it. How do we really make the commitments to build community? Because that's where we'll find heaven. It's not always pretty. It's not always easy, but it's what we're called to do. I am so fortunate to work at the Bernathan College on Fridays. They do a New Church Live version of a service. They call it Friday Morning Live, which is way cool. And a number of those students have been engaged in service projects with us. A group went over to, to on a service project last week. Two groups did, actually. And, and they talked on stage with me last week about it. And one of them was talking about like how it was one of the best days of her life. And I knew that would be the reaction because that's what happens when we do this heaven thing. That's what happens. It, it's inevitable. It's what will happen. That's life transformative. We can build that all the time, you know, in terms of what we do. This picture from a lunch with the pastor just a few short weeks ago. Can I tell you a way hokey story? This is like way hokey. Anybody a big fan of Ben and Jerry's ice cream out there? All right, so, so Ben and Jerry's, one of them, we'll say it's Ben. I forget whether it was Ben or Jerry. I was reading a, a college valedictory speech that he gave at the end of college, and he told this beautiful story, which I loved. He said, it was talking about the difference between heaven and hell. He said, you know, what we do is, is we all sit around a big table, and we're given long forks, you know, forks that are like three or four feet long. 
And he said, people in hell end up starving because they can't quite fit the fork in their mouth. But people in heaven thrive because they've learned that's how they feed each other. That's pretty good. It's hokey, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I like it. Like that idea when we, when we connect like this, like, like folks, look at the variety in that picture. Ages, backgrounds, geography, states of life, whether they like pepperoni or vegetarian pizza, like there's all that variety. That, that variety, Emmanuel Swedenborg says, that variety is perfection. Heaven's perfect, not because it's the same, but because we're all different. Our job is to celebrate the differences. Please listen. And to find the unity. To celebrate the differences. And to find the unity. Finding those again in our, in our closest relationships. This next slide here. One of the interesting parts of the new church, we believe that actually that, that, that we, we find marriage in heaven. Whether you're single, divorced, widowed, whatever. In, in heaven, we find this partner. This Anamkara. Celtic for soul friendship. You'll hear it referred to a lot in the new church as conjugal love. Today, you know what we call that? A soulmate. We find this soulmate. So this is how heaven works. This is how we continue to, to, to find this, this grace in our lives. And, and I think this basic, over these next five weeks, like we want to dive in a little more deeply to each of those parts so we can understand, like, like this is sort of the big meta-narrative of life. And what do we want to get to? I'm going to hop over here for a second. It's, it's easy, I think, to, to think of spirituality sort of like a magic act with a magic hat, right? And I'm not going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. I think so much of it is, is pull, what we pull out is, is just these little seeds, these acorns, right? And I think what, what God is asking us to see is, is to see the, the magic of this. The magic there of a seed of this life of where you are right now. You know, knowing that, that even looking at that, it doesn't look anything like an oak tree. But it is. Our job is to do as best we can to cooperate with God to, to, to find the conditions under which that oak tree can take root and can branch out and can grow leaves and can flower and can do all these things. That's magic. That's magic. I mean, really, that's magic. Let's have eyes to see it. Let's have a way to hold this, this, this in our lives. Let's, let's, let's have a way to hold the journey so that the journey becomes enchanted more and more. And as it becomes enchanted, the prayer is, may it become more grounded, 
more something as a congregation and as God's people we seek to embody in ways that bring life. Amen. I do want to, again, to close the service, warmly invite you, if you want to follow up with these conversations, like, please do, if that's what the small groups are for. There's even one, Tammy's leading one right after church, across the way at the New Church Live office. You're welcome to, to sign up, see her, see me. We'll point you over in that direction. Yeah, and in closing, my friends, have a great week. We heard about angels. You're one too, as best you can. Live into who you truly are. Have a week just as a little slice of heaven. Amen. Please join me in a prayer. So Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Thank you for the idea, for the warmth, for the deep inner knowledge, Lord, that we walk through this life, angels in training, finite forms of your love, all on our way home. Keep, Lord, sending us angels. Keep sending us messengers. Messengers that more and more return us to ourselves, return us to who we truly are. Return us to your grace, your peace, your love. Return us to the heaven within. And Lord, bless this congregation. May we have a week of light and love, a week of grace, and a week of that connection that we know is heaven. In your name, this week we pray, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 